Welcome to the first season of Average Joe's Rawcast. My name is Joe Fuentes. I'm a husband, a father of two teenagers, a 17-year-old son and a 15-year-old daughter. Also a father of four pets, two dogs and two cats. I've been a nursing home administrator since 2001. I am a co-owner of Chill Pots, a paint-your-own pottery studio. A very cool place that my run my wife runs on a daily basis. So welcome to my podcast and here we go. Okay, so welcome to episode nine. Can't believe I've already done nine weeks of this of my little hobby, of my little getaway for my raw cast. But yeah, welcome to week nine. So we will start out like I have the other eight. We will start out with uh, fires in Colorado and updates and, uh, of course, one fire in Wyoming. But we'll start with the William Fork fire. We've been following that ever since the first uh, raw cast. And that's the one that's uh, southwest of Fraser, Colorado. It started on August 14th. And it has burnt so far 14,654 acres. They do have that 26% contained right now. It is burning pretty slowly, so it's growing slowly. Um, They do estimate the containment of that to be on October 30th. So um, not too far off. Uh, Hopefully it continues to grow slowly. They do have about 194 firefighters uh, working on that fire. And so far, there hasn't been any evacuations with that fire. So, yeah, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, that one gets taken care of. And uh, there's not much more growth on the William Fork fire. Uh, We also have the uh, Molen fire. And that's the one uh, that's 38 miles west of Laramie, Wyoming. That one really started out with a blaze. I mean, it was burning a lot of acreage and fast and, you know, those winds and how they can whip up in Wyoming. And um, if you've ever driven through Wyoming or spent any time there, you know that they have a lot of wind in that state. So very conducive to fires burning. But this one, the Molen Fire, it started on September 17th and they still don't know what cause that uh, the cause remains under investigation so n- not sure if it was lightning or man caused that but still under investigation so far there has been 66 structures that have been damaged from that fire and it has burned quite a bit of acreage it's burned 176,854 acres so far And the nice thing about that, they do have that 72% contained. They've had some showers and some snow accumulation in the last few days and some cloudy days because that cloudy uh, coverage really helps those fires. So they've been able to uh, make quite a bit of progress on that and get that 72% contained. Um, They have had some winds of 15, 25 miles per hour, but as long as they get that moisture and continue with that moisture and it accumulates, they will get that more under control. So they anticipate uh, full containment of that uh, approximately October 30th also. So I don't know what the magic date is for October 30th, but both the William Fork Fire and Mullen Fires are anticipating to be 
full containment by that date. So that'll be great. Um, we also had a new fire pop up in uh, Colorado. And uh, that one is called the Callwood Fire. And it's in the mountains above Boulder. And uh, that one is 17% contained right now. And it's burned 9,000 acres. But listen to this. This has been a really destructive fire for only burning 9,000 acres. It's destroyed at least 26 properties with 20 of those homes, a total loss. And so this Callwood fire is all already the fifth costliest fire in Colorado since 2003. So you're wondering why is it already the, uh, you know, with burning 9,000 acres, why is it already the costliest fire? Well, those damaged properties um, in that neighborhood where it's burned, they were collectively worth $36 million, according to Zillow. So yeah, so that neighborhood that it burned up there is worth $36 million combined with all those properties. And yeah, like I said, that's only with 9,000 acres and 17% containment. So man, that is a destructive fire so far. Uh, 3,000 people remain under evacuation. And, you know, they continue to be fearful for their homes because um, there is a lot of uh, nice, expensive homes. If you've ever been around Boulder, uh, there are a lot of pricey homes and you know, a lot of them are bunched together in some of these areas. So, you know, thoughts and prayers to the families up there that are displaced and lost their properties in the Callwood fire. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that one. And then we have our big one in Colorado. So the Cameron Peak fire. I've been talking about that ever since I started the Rawcast also. And, uh, of course, the Cameron Peak Fire is now the uh, largest fire in uh, Colorado history. And it has burned 205,000 acres so far, which is 320 square miles. And uh, that, has, that started on August 13th. And that started about 15 miles southwest of Red Feather Lakes. And uh, as of Tuesday morning, as of this morning, that fire is, uh, what would they say, about 51% contained. And uh, they've had a lot of personnel and firefighters working on this fire, battling this fire. Uh, there's 1,500 firefighters working day and night on the uh, Cameron Peak fire. And they're doing a lot of uh, fly flyovers and what they call fly time, where they're dumping retardant and water on the fire. Uh, they did, they've done 60 hours, I think, just on Monday. That's what I was reading. And just continually flying over and dumping the retardant and the water on there. Um, they've ran aircraft, including 747 jets this week. And that's from sun up to sundown. So, you know, they're really trying to get some control of this fire because it's it's really raging. Um, with the dry conditions and the strong winds is what really is driving this fire. 
And, you know, it's um, it got really close to Estes Park, and uh, we can see the uh, smoke bellowing out here from Windsor on the mountains. We can really see the smoke bellowing out. Our air quality is definitely poor. Uh, you can really feel it if you we went out and walked the dogs tonight, and boy, you could really feel that in your hoodie smelt like it, you were at a campfire all night. So yeah, that fire is definitely having an impact in Colorado right now. Uh, so far, the uh, Cameron Peak fire, it has uh, destroyed 50 structures, and actually another 50,000 structures are threatened. And almost 13,000 people have been evacuated so far from this fire. So, yeah, this, this is a really scary fire. And, uh, you know, I had kept saying hopefully it won't be the number one uh, fire in Colorado history, the most acreage burnt. And unfortunately, it did do that. It did surpass that. It's number one, and it hasn't stopped yet. It's They really don't know when they can get this contained. I think at one time they thought October 30th, that magic date again. But, um, yeah, they haven't been saying that now because, you know, with the with the wind and the drier conditions and not knowing when the snow is going to come and a lot of moisture is going to accumulate, I don't think they have a date on that yet. So continue to keep them in their thoughts and prayers. And, I mean, that's a lot of firefighters that are battling that and putting their lives at risk and, uh so I was thinking to myself, I wonder what the worst wildfire in American history is. So I did a little research today, and uh, and in both size and fatality, the worst wildfire in American history was the Great Peshtigo, P-E-S-H-T-I-G-O, Peshtigo Fire. And good Lord, that burned 3.8 million acres and took at least 1,500 lives in Michigan and Wisconsin in October of 1871. So, I mean, we're thinking our fires are pretty destructive, but 3.8 million acres and 1,500 lives. And like I said, that was in Michigan and Wisconsin, and that was the uh, Great Peshtigo Fire. And um, also the Great Chicago Fire, if you remember hearing about that, of course, that happened the very same week as this Great Peshtigo Fire, and that killed over 300 people. And, uh, you know, that's kind of ironic. They were both on the same week. But, yeah, there has been a lot of destructive fires in uh, the U.S., and, man, it really seems like the West is burning. And I think I heard on the radio coming home from work that there was a uh, wildfire that started in Utah today. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that one too. But yeah, continued thoughts and prayers and I'll try to keep everybody updated on the wildfires. And uh, I'll give you a little update on the testing at the nursing home, the testing for COVID-19. So if you remember, I told you we had a uh, staff member test positive a uh, week and a half ago now. And uh, she, of course, was asymptomatic and never did have symptoms and she never felt like she had it. But anyway, so we had to go to um, weekly testing for the next uh, two weeks 
and uh, for staff and residents, and that was mandated by the county. So we started our testing. We were going to have to do weekly testing anyway because the data came out on every Monday. New data comes out on the counties. And uh, Weld County was over 5%. So anything over 5% for new cases, we have to do weekly testing anyway. So the only thing about ours is since we did have that positive is in the next 14 days, so the next two times that we test, if we have another positive then the state recommends that we go to every three days testing. And I still think that's pretty asinine, but uh, hopefully we all come back negative and we don't have to do the every three days testing because, of course, we're going to have to bring all staff back on a weekend to test too. I think that's the only way you can get every three days in if you're going to hit a weekend also. But... Uh, so far, we've had uh, only a handful of tests are still out there pending. I don't know why the state lab takes so damn long. We test usually residents on Wednesday, staff on Thursday and Friday morning, and uh, get them sent off by at least Friday mid-afternoon. And so they are open 24-7, the lab in the state of Colorado, but they continue to take longer and longer to get the test results back. And uh, like I said, what's it going to be Wednesday tomorrow? And we still have a handful of tests still out there. So I guess they're probably overwhelmed with all of the nursing homes and assisted livings and uh, those sort of places having to test so often and uh, just continually bombarding these labs. So yeah, I don't see any uh, halt to this. And uh, of course, they're now talking about a vaccine coming out which uh, man that seems like it's going to be really rushed uh, we got an email yesterday from the from cms saying that we needed to register our nursing home to uh, you know be able to receive this vaccine when it does come out they're anticipating in the next couple of months and uh, yeah I, I certainly don't want to take the stupid thing that's coming out that quickly so more to come on that and uh, keep you updated on that. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but in the paper over in Greeley, the Greeley Tribune, a week or so ago, they had uh, Fair Acres Manor over there. They had a protest where uh, all their residents, not all of them, but a lot of their residents went outside and they held up signs. And uh, a lot of the signs were, I'd rather die from COVID than loneliness and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, people are getting sick of this stuff. Uh, yeah, there's more outbreaks and the numbers are going up. But you know what? People have been under lockdown for such a long time. I mean, since March. And these months just continue to add up. And uh, I can see more protests. I can maybe see staff out there protesting in some of these nursing homes. Uh, hell, I'm halfway tempted to do it myself sometimes. Just having to following some of these stupid rules. You know, we're trying to do our best, and we are trying to follow the rules, but like I said, it is getting really old. So I'll keep you informed on our testing, and if we get any more positives coming back, we have to do the every three-day thing, or uh, hopefully we do the 14 days, the two tests, everybody comes back negative, the county goes under 
uh, 5%, we can get back to monthly testing because that was certainly a lot more doable, the monthly testing. So a um, little bit on politics. Uh, boy, it's really revving up. What do we have? A couple of weeks till the big presidential election. And um, I'm kind of like some of the people I hear. I don't think we're going to have the results or know who the winner is the night of the election because of all these mail-in ballots and they're going to probably take weeks and it'll be another, if you remember, another Florida thing where the hanging chad and all that crap, if you remember that, took a while, took several weeks and I think they had to go through court and everything else, else the Supreme Court in um, Florida, if I remember right, how to decide it and this and that. And uh, I think that was Bush and Gore that um, took so long to get back. I think we're going to see this again with Biden and Trump. I think we're going to um, not know who the winner is for several weeks. And I think it's going to be a real shit show. I think there's going to be a lot of fighting and who knows how there could be more riots and different things in some of these cities. I'm just certainly glad I don't live in the big cities. And, uh, you know, what are they going to have another debate? What is it Thursday? I think it is Thursday. They're going to have another debate. And um, I think it's going to be by Zoom, if I remember what I read correctly. And um, I know they're going to do the mute button. And if you remember a few podcasts back, I actually uh, promoted Joe Rogan to be the moderator and that he use a mute button once, uh, you know, they have a certain time to express their views and get their points across. And then when their time's done, they get muted. I still think it's a good idea. Um, what I don't think is a good idea anymore is to even ask them questions. Like I said before, they always go back to their memorized talking points. And why not just give them the five to seven minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, and just say, you know what, Trump, here you go. 10 minutes, rattle off what you want to say. Um, you know, ask, uh, your questions, uh, of Biden that he probably won't answer. And then Biden could do the same thing to Trump that he won't answer. And yeah, as soon as they're 10 minutes up, they're five minutes up, whatever, ever they agree to, they shut them off. And that's that. And, uh, you know, really these guys are going after the more moderate voter shit. The left is going to, uh, vote for Biden, no matter what he does. The right's going to vote for Trump no matter what he does. You know, they'll just justify whatever they do. Um, yeah, we had those, uh, what was it, the Biden's son. His laptop was apparently left at a uh, laptop repair place in the Washington, D.C. area. And uh, the guy turned it over to Ruli, uh, Giuliani and because uh, he's Trump's lawyer. And then he gave it to the FBI and apparently they held on to it. And I don't know if, if everything's on the up and up and that, and those are truly his emails. It sounds like there's some pretty incriminating stuff that even could affect his dad. So uh, more to come on that, I guess we'll see. It's kind of weird that that came out right a couple of uh, weeks before the election. And so I don't know, it's either, Maybe somebody was trying to hold it till after the election so it would protect Biden or maybe somebody in the Trump camps bringing that out right now. So it'll, you know, disrupt the election and swing it back his way because 
all the polls are showing that Biden is ahead in about every poll. So I think Trump has some desperation right now, and he's he's going to, uh, you know, have to come up with some kind of game plan. Or uh, the only thing I could say is the polls were wrong when Hillary Clinton and Trump were running against each other. Everybody had Hillary Clinton with a pretty big, you know, sizable lead. And I guess the polls are wrong then. Maybe maybe it was right with the people they polled, but uh, they didn't poll the right people. So we will see. It ought to be interesting. But like I said before, you know what? If you're on the left, you're going to you're going to vote Biden. If you're on the right, you're going to vote Trump. The ones those guys are going to have to go after is the moderates, you know, kind of like myself, actually, where. I don't swing either way for the left or the right. I kind of stay in the middle a little bit more and I kind of take shots and critique them each side on some of the dumb things they do. And uh, in my opinion, I think if Trump was just halfway fucking civil and wasn't such a douchebag sometimes, I think he'd be running away with this thing because, I mean, seriously, good Lord, Grandpa Biden there. Um, he can't even string words together. He can't even string thoughts together. So, um, you know, I think if maybe if uh, Pence, let's say Pence, uh, the vice president, if he was in Donald Trump's place, I bet you he'd be running away with this election. But that's just kind of how I see it. I guess the next debate hopefully is interesting. Hopefully it's not real boring. And we'll kind of see how the mute thing goes. So uh, more to come on that. Okay, so I um, was out smoking my cigar the other night, and I just kind of started jotting down a few things. I kind of like to write poetry, um, kind of my escape sometimes. Uh, as you will see shortly when I read my poem, it's nothing sophisticated. Hell, if it doesn't rhyme, I don't think it's real poetry. That's how sophisticated I am, so... But anyway, so some of my thoughts, some of my frustrations, I was kind of putting down to paper, you know, different things like the COVID, the government reaction to it, um, people bashing our country, the fires, what's going on in Colorado, and some of my personal stuff that I've kind of been going through, um, you know, uh, personal revolution, I guess you'd say, and um, that kind of thing, so... I'm going to go ahead and read you my poem, uh, <clears throat> some of my thoughts that I had down, put down here. So uh, here we go. I title, I just titled this 2020. So nice, simple title for my poem, 2020. Oh, 2020, you're putting us to the test. Oh, 2020, be over already. People need a rest. COVID has swept in and turn many lives upside down. So-called experts want us to live in fear, lockdown, and don't care if our businesses drown. They say they're following the science, says every hack and goof. So tell me, experts, with your so-called science, don't you still have to show some proof? People need to start to think for themselves or very quickly, you will live the life of a slave. We live in the greatest country on earth, but let me ask you, are we still the home of the brave? 
We are the greatest country if some of the woke fucking idiots don't try to compare us to Eden or some paradise in their mind. So if you compare the USA to other countries in the world, who is less racist than us with all the opportunities you can find? These so-called government smart people truly think the masses are dense. Stand up, intelligent people, and use what I like to call your uncommon sense. I don't call it common sense anymore because I don't think that's so. Too many people like to be taken care of and let others tell them what they should do. And unfortunately, I can see this number grow. Many people think the government will take care of them and fill their void. But if you remember, it's those assholes and the ridiculous shutdowns that are responsible for the mass of unemployed. We will definitely have to make some sacrifices if we truly want to be free. But I would think it's better than being the government's bitch. I hope you would agree. As one of my favorite artists, Chris Ledoux, used to sing, which I will state more abrupt. Come on, all you pussies. Why don't you cowboy up? If we don't wake up and quit giving away our rights, we will pay the cost. And if we do nothing, there better be no crying and bitching down the road about all we've lost. Oh, 2020, you brought a pandemic and Colorado is burning. The, the last few years, it was floods to blame. Let me guess, next year we can complete the apocalypse with locusts destroying crops on the Colorado Eastern Plains? Will our poor state ever be the same? I think all we can do is hit our knees and pray. Well, I would definitely say I'm going through what I would call a personal revolution. I guess I need to write it out because I don't know the solution. Personally, since my mother's death, just over a year ago, I know I haven't been the same. If I was a lady, you'd probably think I'm going through the change. God has taken people out of my life, both the living and the dead, in a short span of time. Although it really, really hurts, I'm going to surrender and trust in the great plan of the divine. Change is coming for me. I can feel it. And for many, I would guess. I once again will put it in God's hands. And that's where I'll let it rest. Just remember, believe in yourself and your God and not in a Biden or Trump. Remember, anytime you put your belief in man, it's eventually going to disappoint and hit you with a thump. As far as politics go, I've always said local politics, politics impacts your daily life more than any presidential election. So maybe we should pay more attention, although I admit not as fun, on our local political direction. I will end it here because my poem has gone a little long. But let me remind you people, especially when we're down, 
We need to stick together and keep each other strong. Okay, thank you everybody for indulging me with my poem there. Um, been going through a few things personally, as you could tell in my poem. Also, just the state of the country and some of that kind of thing. We really do need to stick together. So I appreciate all of you. And uh, anytime anybody needs to talk or you can just call me and, you know, we can get through it together. Okay, so I always like to end the raw cast on a lighter note. So, uh, you know, everybody's favorite segment, Hispanic Word of the Day. So my first Hispanic Word of the Day, the word is Massengill. Massengill. <laughs> so my goldfish had to have surgery. He had a Massengill. My second one is one my daughter pointed out and wanted me to do. So it is toucan. Toucan. One cannot go to date night, but two can. All right. So hopefully those kind of gave you a little chuckle. And uh, I hope everybody has a fantastic week. I appreciate you turning tuning into my raw cast. Uh, Still enjoy doing them, getting my repetitions in. Can't believe it's been nine weeks now. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy. And like I said, have a great one.